There's a handful. There's less than 10 affordable housing developers. So delivering houses affordable to low to middle income people. A handful who can deliver a few hundred houses a year. So something's got to change. You know, we can mobilize the financing and build our ecosystem as empowered to get the financing in the right places. But as we also often say, the structural changes are so, or the structural uh, problems are so big that we need to remake the system. So for that, we need to build a whole new uh, community of affordable housing developers. And as we as Empower, we have a lot of capacity and we have a lot of ambition, but one of the areas that we cannot do ourselves is, is education. So that is where, you know, it was almost written in the stars for us to, to come across EBU. Welcome to Empower, the first real fire property platform on Cardano that combines emerging technology, sustainable building, and decentralized financial inclusion. My name is Blaine, and I'm the sustainability architect here at Empower. And on this podcast, we'll be sharing conversations based around Empower's three key principles of building, community, and impact. If you want to join our journey and help us build a better future with Empower, then make sure to subscribe, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to the Empower Podcast. My name is Blaine, and today we are joined by Julia Trosik, the Scholarship Program Partnership Coordinator at European Business University of Luxembourg, aka EBU. Uh, and we also have Maria Odil joining us, uh, Head of Property Partnerships and Development at Empower for those, I'm sure you've seen her around uh, the, the members of the Empower community. So thanks both of you for coming on the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Blaine. No worries. Alrighty, so in today's podcast, um, love to talk a bit about EBU, um, the mission around making education accessible and equitable for all. Um, but then also want to talk about how that ties into the Affordable Housing Academy, which is uh, a new and exciting initiative set up by both EBU and, and Empower. So some exciting things to talk about, um, but maybe to start off with, we can, we can do a some introductions so the podcast can know a bit about who we're talking with today. So Julia, since it's your first time on the Empower podcast, maybe we can start with you and then Marie, uh, just a quick introduction after that as well. Thank you, Blaine. It's exciting to be in a, in a podcast like this. Um, <laughs> you said my name is Julia. I'm the partnership coordinator at EBU. So I help support the partners from start to kind of with along the way with uh, supporting them in just the process because every partner that we have is so unique in terms of what they do. So that's kind of my job at EBU to support them in their unique missions and visions as well. Thank you. Marie? Yes, thanks, Lane. Good to be back. Um, within Empower, I deal with, with, I would say, at the end of the blockchain on the ground in Africa with, uh, with the delivery partners. Uh, they're mobilizing them, uh, developing Empower's pipeline. And, well, as a lot of you have heard already or seen on our socials, we've reached, recently also ventured with partners, uh, with a key partner like EBU, also in the education space, because we're seeing a huge void there. So I'll elaborate later on that, but um, that is what I'm here to talk about today. These, this exciting new partnership and uh, the academy that we've launched as a power. Awesome. So in, in the intro, we, we touched a bit on EBU and, and the mission around making education more accessible and equitable. Can we maybe dive a bit deeper into the drive behind that? So 
Sure. Um, what would you say is the drive behind EBU's uh, mission yeah. to make education more accessible and equitable? I think it's I think it's very confusing at the beginning, looking at a university, and now there's this university that is trying to make education accessible and affordable, and at the first glance, it's like, hmm, how do they do that? You know, what is the what is the plan behind it, or what, what is even their strategy? How do they work? So it's always about you know there, there's this need to kind of give the background story of how it even started. And as a university, we are a non for profit. So um, from the beginning beginnings of a university, we had a normal. So at the first glance, completely normal bachelor's, master's, doctorate program. But very soon, we we figured out that there's simply the need for a twist, for literally twisting the story and flipping the script, so to say. And in this flipping the script, it means giving access to quality education, but at an affordable price. And automatically, when you have this this, uh, flipping the script, there's a huge demand. And therefore, that's what we were aiming for. We were aiming for both keeping the quality, but going on this um, on this mission of impacting as many people as possible, rather than giving this um, the same quality education to just a number of students or a number of uh, potential market that could afford this. So with this kind of this turnaround that we had, I think the, the very beginnings and the starters is, is it's important to mention that our academic dean, Dr. James Smalley, he is originally from Kenya. So he himself had a very personal connection to the situation on ground in Kenya and in the rural areas. Um, And so this was his mission from the start. And it organically grew in Kenya. We started with partnering uh, with Girl Effect, which is uh, the non-for-profit from Nike Foundation. Uh, They helped us kind of at the beginnings with uh, empowering women through education. And it started very small. I mean, we had 40 students at the beginning with offering certificates. And we thought, okay, we still have the bachelor's, the master's, and the doctorate programs, and this is going to be a portion of what our mission is, is making education accessible through, this, through offering certificate courses. However, uh, we didn't realize that it was going to make such a great impact in such a short time, so we grew rapidly. Uh, when I say grew rapidly, we wouldn't be able to do that without the partners. So we are our partner's educational arm meaning that we work on a B2B basis with other organizations who do various things. I mean, some organizations like Empower, some organizations that uh, work with women who have been, you know, abused or uh, working moms who had never had the opportunity to get education in their lives, even organizations who are all around the boy child. I mean, everything, really everything. And we, as we expanded the different organizations and their missions that were always aligned with our mission to make education accessible to everyone, we suddenly have 7,000 students in the program. Uh, a lot of work is behind it, so it's <laughs> <not> really sudden. <laughs> but uh, at the end, it wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to do that without our partners because we have everything in Luxembourg. We have, it's an online program. So we have the platform, we have the professors from prestigious universities. I mean, they come in and they hear what we do and they're like, yes, we're in. We want to be part of this. So it's just the, the passion around it, the good cause, the, it, it's become the core of our university at EBU. And it's basically um, the other programs we were just thinking about, wait a minute, okay, we have an undergraduate bachelor's and master's, uh, so, sorry, bachelor's, master's and doctorate program. 
let's let's get them to be uh, accessible as well. So that was our main goal afterwards. We said, okay, we tried the model with the certificates. Let's do it with the great programs. How can we do it? How can we make it affordable? How to flip the script? And so just recently we were able to offer the great programs at commitment fees as well. Maybe I can talk a little bit more about that later. I get quite excited, so <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> as you can see. But that's how it started, the whole story about... Um, when we had those 40 students, when we saw what impact it made on them and in, first of all, empowering them and then giving them uh, the knowledge and how to uh, create new values in their uh, surroundings, because we knew who our target market was. Uh, we knew that these students were selling chickens on the market or were, um, you know, starting on with their little fashion stores, some women, you know, or beauty salons, whatever it was. Of course, we talked about Coca-Cola as a big corporation. We had examples on, you know, teaching them business, uh, business courses of how to create a business plan and a marketing plan. But we knew what, where they were and what their uh, audience is, so to say, who are they working with? So we very much adapted to that a market. Yeah. Uh, so you, you mentioned uh, partners, partnerships as being kind of like a bridge to access students elsewhere. Um, one partnership that you, obviously we're a partner as well, but uh, a partnership is also with Cardano, which is probably members of this community would probably be interested in since we're building on Cardano. So could you speak a bit about um, how and why that partnership came about? Yes, yeah, so that's very exciting. Our, uh, our academic dean, Dr. James Smalley, has a, a special passion for blockchain and cryptocurrencies. But he, um, this started because we, we always firstly look at the missions of the organizations that we partner with. And our missions were very much aligned uh, with talking about social, financial, and academic inclusion. And so we kind of met with the director of education at Cardano IOHK Foundation, and we concluded that we can be this bridge for them we could be their educational arm and that's at the beginning when i said we, we try to be unique with every partner is we adapt to what they need as well so at this point we didn't have um courses like plutus and haskell or introduction to fight and i mean plutus and haskell is the basis basis for smart contracts at uh, cardano so we started um we found the experts we found the professors who would be able to teach it we created the syllabus to course outlines and started the course. So that was our partnership with Cardano. That's how we saw this, um, how we can help Cardano through our academic process, so to say. So for them to be able to penetrate the market as well in those areas where we are active. So that was the mm. whole idea and that's how we started with them. So we offer tech courses, um, just like Plutus and Haskell, as I mentioned, um, so that we're creating these developer minds behind. Yeah, these sorts of partnerships, it seems like the missions are both uh, working towards for both parties. It's like a symbiotic sort of a relationship. Exactly, exactly. And that's it, it works so well. I mean, when, when you have two partners who are kind of um, running towards the same goal uh, and both need something from each other that, that like it makes it a whole and it makes it a good fit for them to be able to run faster. And it's just mm -hmm. something that's why we grew so so fast or we were able to complete our mission and our vision faster is because we were running with our partners. So it really, it's, it's great in both ends. All right. I want to maybe talk a bit about the Affordable Housing Academy. So what is the Affordable Housing Academy? Uh, and maybe 
uh, to add to that, what are some of the, the key barriers that we're trying to overcome through that? Let me respond to maybe, that. Maybe that's a you question, Marie. Yeah, thank you, Yulia, first of all, for explaining more in your background. I think you so beautifully confirm and explain on why this is such an easy relationship. Um, so thank you for that. So let me start with the why of the Affordable Housing Academy. So um, as Empower has been uh, highlighting already many times, is there's a huge lack of affordable housing in Africa. There's conservative numbers, there's a lack of 50 million homes. So that's a huge number. But if you then look at how you want to make a change, you're going to need actors on the ground delivering housing. And obviously, as people are now mostly building them houses themselves in Africa, there's going to be a large amount still to be um, built by people, by households and individuals themselves. So we don't want to take away there uh, where people can and want to build themselves, but not everyone can do that. So you're going to need developers. Um, and and we, 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 we seek to collaborate and build up the capacity of socially focused affordable housing developers. And if you look at the landscape of affordable housing, the sector of affordable housing in Africa, yeah, I, I usually don't know whether to laugh or cry when I name the statistic because from one side, you have this number of a lack of conservative estimate of 50 million houses. On the other side, outside of uh, South Africa, where, where relative to the rest in Africa, things are running better in terms of affordable housing delivery, but in the rest of on the continent, there's a handful, there's less than 10 affordable housing developers. So delivering houses affordable to low to middle income people a handful who can deliver a few hundred houses a year. So something's got to change. You know, we can mobilize the financing and build our ecosystem as empowered to get the financing in the right places. But as we also often say, the structural changes are so, or the structural problems are so big that we need to remake the system. So for that, we need to build a whole new a community of affordable housing developers. And as we as Empower, we have a lot of capacity and we have a lot of ambition, but one of the areas that we cannot do ourselves is, is education. So that is where, you know, it was almost written in the stars for us to, to come across EBU, because what we want in those affordable housing developers, first of all, we need people passionate about affordable housing and really embedded locally. Foreigners are not gonna fix affordable housing in Africa, nor deliver. Only They can only help in the background of facilitate it, like we as Empower do. But the actual construction and development and engaging with local communities needs to happen through people and entities that are locally embedded. And that's also, that's the great thing of, of the, the opportunity that has now arise through our partnership with EBU. Um, EBU can deliver this, this crucial business education, uh, business management, financial management, strategic management, all that can be accessed online through uh, uh, short-term courses that can be due while you actually are, are uh, still having your own um, activities as, as, an, as an entrepreneur. Um, and and what we, how we've set up the academy is that it's really uh, for those that really want to make a change in the world, are entrepreneurial um, and want to learn. We, we take them by the hand 
And, you know, you learn best when you do. And one major problem of affordable housing entrepreneurs in Africa is that they haven't had access to affordable financing. Well, that's, we're now working hard to be able to offer that through the Empower platform. Because keep in mind, it's, it's not only that they couldn't get finances because it was wild ideas were being offered and, and these, these startups didn't have track record, but not only is it very challenging for, for uh, those that want to buy a homes to access affordable financing because rates are so high at 20 plus interest rates eh, for, for but imagine for a developer who's at the start of the chain, that's even perceived more risky. So then you talk about 30% plus interest rates. You can't build an affordable housing business on that. So Empower is offering um, affordable buy financing and is willing to, to take a high risk, but we demand also quality uh, from from uh, the delivery partner uh, on the ground. So we invest in together with EBU in their education. We help uh, those individuals or emerging teams to shape their business plan. And we walk the path on the ground also with mentorship. So there's three core pillars to the academy to summarize it. There's the affordable financing through Empower delivered in a decentralized manner. So it's way more predictable the financing than how it is um, because financing comes from abroad usually so that's very challenging to get in country so if we do it decentralized that's way more predictable the affordable financing to get to the place where you want it to be then there is education and we're starting now with the business education uh, through EBU and then lastly we also offer mentoring so we know we'll, we'll, uh, we won't fix the system immediately, but also here we're starting a journey. We have um, uh, over 50 uh, individuals now that we have facilitated to, to, um, to, to join uh, the, the EBU courses. And a little bit over half of them will, will uh, proceed into into the ADA um, education path we've we scheduled out for them. So anyway, let me leave it at here. Yeah, so you, you mentioned this is a new initiative. It's just started up, but it is working on a solution to a fundamental problem that currently exists in, for affordable housing. And one mission for us is we want to scale this. We don't want to just create one or two affordable houses. We You, you talked about there's a backlog of 50 million plus. So to get to that number, we need to, to scale. And, and part of that is kind of training up uh, developers, housing developers. Um, could we maybe talk about that, that the process? So uh, you talked about the pillars for those that want to kind of participate. How, how do they approach this? And, and what does that that process look like? Yeah, so we've just had a, uh, beginning this month, the first call for applicants closed. We had a very focused uh, search for applicants um, and, and searched for people who have already some track record in, in delivering affordable housing on a small scale because of the issues I've just outlined, you know, with, with financing available locally or abroad, 
It's very challenges, challenging to deliver affordable housing. So those that have already tried but not progressed and those that, that show can confirm through either um, education they followed or, or other activities that they have a passion for houses. So they will um, next week, and Julia, Julia, if I'm correct, the first term uh, will start, uh, or for them, the first term will start at, at EBU and they will follow various uh, business management courses at EBU. And uh, that will take roughly uh, out of their schedule one, one day at a time maximum. So they can easily combine that with their current uh, activities. Um, and in three months, they will have progressed on that. Those that pass their certificate, because again, we need, we, we, we're willing to take big risks as Empower, but we demand quality also from the partners, the delivery partners, where especially this batch we're, we're partnering with. So only those that pass their certificate will then pass to the, the next stage, I would say, of AHA, the, the Affordable Housing Academy. Um, and then we will work with that batch with that cohort of wannabe affordable housing developers in developing their business plan. We have already um, uh, luckily uh, assembled uh, several um, experienced affordable housing developers from emerging countries who will first uh, really go in depth in e explaining what they've done and, and be open for, for questioning by, by the students. And then from those uh, enterprises, certain mentors will be delegated to work with those teams and to come up with a business plan. Um, and from those business plans that will, by the end of the year, be pitched to Empower, we will choose a few lucky ones that we will, um, it's more than luck, eh? that we will choose the, the quality ones among those to be funded and um, get there and walk the path with them and um, and hopefully start building successful enterprises out of it. This is also, I mean, of course, many others have tried to change the affordable housing sector with all kinds of different approaches in Africa. Our approaches build it up locally, and that works beautifully with the decentralized systems and the online education systems that EBU and Empower offer. Walk the path jointly, um, address challenges jointly um, and also be selective if you if you at some point come across unsolvable problems then you know go ahead with things you can solve and can build and can scale and we think and, and keep revising keep learning and revising and our ambition as Empower is to uh, eventually then to have a, a sizable batch of affordable housing entrepreneurs in uh, in, in Africa, if you, from that huge statistic of the need of 50 million houses, if you assume that 50% of those will remain to be self-built and 50% of those, so 25 million would be developed by affordable housing developers. And if you think that those would need to be delivered over the next 10 years, so two and a half million units per year, it means that um, if you if you can build up developers with our affordable financing from Empower to deliver yearly a thousand houses that are affordable and acceptable to uh, to uh, that local um, uh, people want to live in, um, we're going to need two thousand five hundred developers 
So, mm -hmm. um, and you mentioned there's how many at the moment? Starts. Sorry, you mentioned there's how many? a handful. So, yeah. um, even, even if in uh, the next coming years we can build up a batch of 250 developers, that would be amazing. And uh, with, with the experience and the track record of scaling that EBU has, that gives me hope that it, at least from that side it can be done. I mean, we need to, we need to start doing stuff in that space. To mm. less, less talking, more doing. And we are certainly ready to do that. <laughs> Yeah, I think with uh, solving problems, you, you kind of need a bias for action um, as, a, as opposed to a bias for talking about what we should be doing. Um, but one interesting thing you mentioned was the, as part of the solution, it kind of needs to be like a local first approach. And one exciting thing with, with that is online education enables that sort of thing, like traditional education that wasn't really possible. Like if you live in this place and the education's in a different country, you have to fly there or get there somehow and then get that training. And there's that separation between where you are and where the education is. And I think the online education completely removes that barrier, which is like, I find that so amazing. Um, you talked about the mentorship stuff. Is that, that so that's through EBU, Julia, um, does that, the, the that mentors. will be through through, uh, through Empower. I mean, we're okay. just at the start of this journey. Who knows what will come out of the EVU Empower relationship? Maybe there will also be from the business side of mentoring. But we specifically want to do at a minimum level. Eh? We're not going to micromanage these these affordable housing entrepreneurs. Let them be. Let them find local solutions to local problems. But you know, when when it's it's not just one intervention who's got who, that's going to fix this. It's mm -hmm. doing it on the ground with acquired knowledge eh, through through this online education of EBU. But once you start hitting the ground and start building and start engaging with all these stakeholders, it can be a lonely space and it's a very challenging space. So that's why we have a. Um, a panel of experienced entrepreneurs to support these startup affordable housing developers and, and um, jointly think of solutions and, and one by one solve their headaches. You know, it's like, how do you eat an elephant piece by piece? So um, that's, that's another very pragmatic uh, process in trying to create, um, well, a, a, a better affordable housing sector in Africa. Let's not try to fix it all at once with all mm. external solutions, localize it, but have resources available that the risks become more and more manageable. And we, and we know there's a lot of solutions and support that can make these startup enterprises a, a success. And we know also the capacity and the demand is out there locally. I mean, that's why we've been so blown away also by uh, those uh, subscribing already to the academy and their background. It's just uh, stunning. I wanted to ask, uh, Julia, you're, you're talking about at the beginning you had 40 students uh, and then how many, how long ago was that and how many did you say you have now? I'm just thinking in terms of like, I feel like that, that scale is pretty much because of your that online approach that you guys have. 
Yes. I mean, we, we, this was three years ago. So in three years, three years we ago. Came from 40 to 7,000. And even, I mean, this was before COVID. So we started and wanted to have an online campus for the certificate program before COVID. So it kind of was, you know, when COVID hit, it was, oh, now everyone's, you know, used to and kind of wanting to do online programs more because it was just something that they were forced to have maybe in some countries. And so now that the that this online learning environment got more um, adapted and more um, by people accepted, it was even easier to grow, grow like this. And especially as you said, Marie, it's so nice because you can still be full-time working. You can still um, you know, for, for me, it's, I always say you have to have one foot in business and one foot in education your whole life. And so that's what we wanted to make possible for everyone. I mean, someone who is even maybe doing already some bachelor's or master's degree, but they want extra knowledge in this or that. And as I said, there's just such a variety of courses, um, from women in leadership, um, to Plutus and Haskell again, to strategic management, business management, marketing management. So, a lot is entrepreneurial, uh, entrepreneurial tech oriented, I would say. And that's just how, how it grew because it, when we have new partners who come in and they tell us, hey, listen, because we don't know, we're not on ground. We, have, we can do everything in terms of education because that's what we do. It's what we're good at. But we don't know sometimes what is needed on the market. And especially since all of the organizations do different things. Um, Power deals with affordable housing. Some other organizations will deal with some other social problem in Africa. And so being able to target all of these problems and help each organization in this educational uh, part, it's just amazing for us. And so sometimes an organization will come in and say, listen, this is what happened with the women in leadership course. They said, we need a course that simply will empower women to go out there and to take these leadership positions. And so we were like, okay, let's do it. So we sat down, we created the curriculum to syllabus. We brought in experts on the topic from different universities, kind of took the best out of different, uh, different, uh, different uh, institutions. And we created this course that was just I mean, it had tremendous impact with uh, over by now over 1,500 women took this course and we have success stories about them opening their own businesses, finally feeling like they can do stuff. I mean, they already did things. They already were running businesses, but they just needed this like extra, you know, there's similar struggles that we're going through. And these are the solutions to, to these struggles, like having this know-how, having this uh, actual, uh, maybe even theoretical frameworks that we're giving them. And then they're like, okay, this is a theoretical framework. Let's implement it. Because as you said, Mary, some of them are already doing stuff. I mean, they're doing things and they're active, but they need this like extra additional push. And I think education gives you confidence at the end of the day, because this knowledge is something no one can take away from you. So if you have the knowledge, if you have the concepts and know-how, this is just the best way of empowering them and giving them this extra push. That's what we're trying to do. Can we uh, maybe talk a bit about how we're looking to facilitate um, access to other EBU courses as well? Sure, sure. Well, as, as Yuli already referred to, there's a whole range of courses at EBU. So it's business management, but also other types of uh, uh, the, the educational courses in the blockchain space. So 
to be to be absolutely clear here for the cohort that's now started uh, the first batch that's entered the affordable housing academy is going to and is going to start with the first term at EBU they will at first only uh, focus on developing their their business skills so they either take uh, um, an entry course on business management or a more strategic management course um, but yeah, we thought as Empower, um, um, because there is this amazing opportunity to also do other courses. And in the Empower uh, network, we, we have linkages with all kinds of um, centers throughout Africa, um, the, the, the African Blockchain Center for Development, I think it's called ABCD and, and, and the West African uh, WADA. Moda, yeah. yeah, so, so uh, we've actually uh, have also facilitated uh, a reasonable amount of people to come in via those organizations and uh, take a blockchain uh, related course at EBU. Um, we'll, uh, sorry. we'll evaluate how that goes and who knows how we can expand on those because yeah, we're not called Empower for nothing. We want to empower yeah. the maximum amount of people we can. And I think that's an example of the partners being a bridge thing that you're talking about, Julia, as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think Marie said uh, it well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we're we're nearing the end of of the podcast. Is there anything that we wanted to touch on that we haven't talked about yet? Well, I just you know we talk about we've talked about a lot, but one thing I feel we haven't touched yet on, upon enough is also that even though. The courses from EBU are online courses, but it's also a huge opportunity. And that's also what we really want to maximize within ADA, but the process will start already during the course at EBU, is the peer-to-peer -peer interaction. You know, you learn best um, from your peers and, and further down their journey. Uh, who knows what foundations we're laying here in 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 a movement to be built up and the first the first personal networks and professional networks are being built here. So maybe, Julia, you can elaborate a bit on what you know already, what's happening with your, with your students on that topic till date. So I guess I did forget to mention a couple of points where we're really trying to interact uh, into keeping the students with us, so to say. So in, in most, you know, online programs, you have this one way, one communication, one channel where the professor is talking, the students are kind of like just like listening. Uh, with us, it's different. It's a very two way. It's a two way communication. We have we want to keep them. We have internship opportunities. Uh, we have ambassadors programs where they become ambassadors of EBU and maximizing the capacity of what we can offer in the regions where they live. So, for example, Nigeria is such a big target market just because of the size and the population. And so we have students who come from Nigeria and they um, talk to other students and they recruit students who come into the program and they can earn money this way. They can literally earn a living and then they uh, once they start with that, they have uh, capital to open some other business that they're doing. So it's it's a sustainable thing. And it's a, it's a story that has a full circle where it goes back to the full circle. And like I always look at EBU like those little vehicles, you know, you have like this little one and you start the vehicle and there's a bigger vehicle that starts 
uh, Rowling as well. So uh, that's kind of, I don't know if that was what you wanted me to mention, Marie, but there's so many opportunities where students can stay connected with both us and the organizations, again, that they came from. Because all the organizations that work with us, just like Empower, they have their own programs and they, they have their own main mission, what they're trying to accomplish. And obviously, so the students that work, will come through Empower, that they will have a certain mindset, a certain goal of why they even came to EBU or why they even came to EBU through Empower because they are uh, wanting to do affordable housing in Africa, probably. <laughs> or if they don't know that they want to do affordable housing, they will know that they want to do affordable housing. So. <laughs> it's also valuable information. <laughs> to be honest. Um, yeah, that connection and that networking is super important. I mean, with me going to, when I was back at university many moons ago, um, that was a massive takeaway from me was just the networking part, the education, like outside of the education was the, the networking and connecting and all that sort of stuff. Um, okay. So the, the, the last question is how can we connect? Uh, so how can people connect with, affordable housing academy how can people connect with ebu and obviously with, with empower we will add our social links down in the description as well but julia how can um people connect with with ebu um in whatever capacity yes so everything goes through empower um basically contacting empower if you if you are empower has all of the information in terms of what courses we're offering what are the deadlines um, so they, uh, the students who are potential students who are interested, the first step would be definitely contacting Empower and seeing where they can fit into the story. And then because we just started the term now in June, the next term we're looking at is September. I'm sure there's going to be additions to our partnership as well, maybe some new opportunities that we didn't mention now in this podcast. But I think that the best way is always to contact the, the, the organization and then from there see what the student is interested in and how they want to be part of EBU. Okay, awesome. Sure. And it, yeah. Yeah. Now let me let me also just confirm, as Julia said, we we just are now starting uh, the, the, with the first batch. We'll we'll evaluate and learn from that. And um, Keep, keep track of our socials. And uh, if you think you have the appropriate background to enter the Affordable Housing Academy, yeah? you have a passion for, for affordable housing and you don't stop at the first hurdle, you're a, you're a resilient person and, uh, and, and have an entrepreneurial drive, uh, drop us a line. Uh, we're gonna update our Affordable Housing Academy website also soon and there's a, there's a email address and contact details given there. So um, feel free to, to drop us a line. If you think you have that background, we'll put you on the waiting list. And when there's a next call for students, we'll certainly make sure our community knows it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'll include all those links below and it'll probably be good to, to have a, another podcast in the near future for a, an update, maybe later on in the term or end of the term. Um, and yeah, I think that would be a good opportunity to do another podcast. We'll bring some of the students. Yes. Yes, that'd be great. That'd be great. Oh, some yeah. testimonials. Those are always great. <laughs> All right. We'll pencil that in for the near future sometime. Um, but yeah, thanks. Thanks both for, for joining. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, contact us below and all those links, all that sort of stuff. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.